Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hardly Kayfabe. I am one of your hosts. I am the crusher, Johnny Townsend. And with me, as always, is my petunia, Christopher Chavez. Oh, yeah, brother. Petunia, Mishnunia. <laughs> How's it going, dude? It's going good. It's going good. Of course, uh, Matt's not with us. No, he's not. Uh, he uh, he didn't win the lottery this time. No, <laughs> I thought uh, I thought he I, I heard he had gotten poached by another territory. Uh, that might be what's going on because he is in another state. He's he in is. Indiana. He is, and uh, we don't know if he's coming back. He hasn't told us. We might have to get uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon on the phone. Yeah, I've been to see if we can work out a trade. I've been going through all the psycho sids, and I haven't seen any news of any new up and coming. Uh, indie guys lately out there but uh i don't know man i don't know what's going on here I know, i'm with you i'm with you he might be changing sports from the looks of it <laughs> <laughs> it's going on football on us. oh uh, yeah yeah <laughs> uh in all seriousness size yeah matt's definitely not with us today he's actually on assignment he's out in indianapolis checking out his indiana colts for his other podcast if you have not checked it out and you're an nfl football fan go check it out the two-point conversation on the same network yeah, go uh, do if you like football, I definitely recommend it because he knows his stuff. Yeah, and it's always entertaining. Yeah. He always has a guest on who enjoys, uh, you know, knows a certain amount as well, and and enjoys uh, basically talking about whatever team is their team. You know what I mean? He needs so to have fun. me on. He needs to have me on one time <laughs> as the so guy can, that doesn't watch football, as the guy who doesn't know a darn thing about football. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh my god, it could be like uh like a, 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 a what's that? Remember how you have those books, the whatever for dummies? But his yeah. uh, his episode yes. for you will be like you know explaining football to to your non football yeah. friends. <laughs> I got a lot of questions. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but this is Harley K. Fabe. We're coming at you uh, after. The weekend that was NXT War Games 2 and Survivor Series. That's right. We had a full, I mean, I do mean a full wrestling weekend. Yes. And uh, a lot of things happened, Chris. You could say that. Yeah, you could say that for sure. Um, before we get into that, I was thinking about, uh, I wanted to see if you'd heard about this or, or what you what it was you had seen about this. So I know, as you ha- you know this, and a lot of our listeners, if you're into wrestling, will have known this by now. Uh, on the Psycho Sids, there was a bunch of reports that actor David Arquette, one-time WCW champion, uh, That's right. was making his rounds on the indie scene again. And I knew this because he was actually supposed to come out here to ESW and ended up pulling out. Um, and now I know why, because he he's setting up something else, and he didn't know if he was going to make it. So uh, apparently he was in a death match with uh, Nick Gage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so here's here's what I do know because I listened to a, an interview with David Arquette about his wrestling career. He's taking this pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw I saw something about he's actually filming a documentary as well, and he was he's basically he was doing this because he wants to prove to people that number one he loves the sport. Number two, yeah. he takes it 100% seriously. And number three, he wants to literally do it for the love of it, just like every other wrestler, why they do it. Yeah, he, um, uh, yeah, for everything you just said, and when I was listening to his interview, like you could hear the passion that he has. Uh, he, I mean, he got he's getting real training. He's not just going out there thinking he can just do it. He's getting really, he's legit getting trained for he it. He looked in decent shape for his age, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's really getting really good shape. He has almost fifty. That's the big. That's another big thing. Yeah, uh, and um, and he was he. One of the stories he told that let me know that how serious he was about this was the fact that he was booked for a show and they forgot to book him book his hotel room, and uh, so he was walking around the streets of some city pulling his <laughs> pulling his gear in and stuff behind him, and he was thinking to himself, "I just got screwed over by a promoter." I'm a real wrestler now. <laughs> but yeah. But That's the big amazing. news though, I mean, he trended. This was trending on Twitter. Yeah. This was all over the place. This, Not just Twitter, dude. Like every news ha- news outlet carried this story. Yeah. So from what I understood, Chris, because I read all kinds of tweets and stuff trying to piece this story together. Yeah. He had this death match with Nick Gage. Yes. Who I'm not familiar with, if I'm being honest. Right. Well, it's a, it's a, it's an indie, indie, um, uh, what do you call it? an indie outfit, right? So Nick yeah. Gage, uh, he's known for being uh, an, an ex-con, actually. That's one of the big things that they push. He's a convicted bank robber. Uh, so they push this angle with him that he's that hard-as-nails kind of ex-con kind of thing. And this dude's like, no, he's like, he's not, death matches are his thing, dude. Like, he's he's been yeah. around the block with death matches and hardcore matches. Uh, this was for GCW. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they had a death match. Um, and from everything I had read, this was like all it wasn't like uh, David Arquette didn't know what he was getting into. A lot of this, uh, as you know, uh, behind the scenes is it, a lot of it's worked out ahead of time that what they're going to yeah. kind of do to each other. And so like all the things that were used were already worked out. Uh, the, the chairs that were in there, the light bulbs that were in there, the, the, the pizza cutter, all these things were already like, this was already going to be used. They already knew they were going to do this. Um, yeah. So what happened during the match is he gets a, a nasty cut. Yeah. Like around his neck area. Yeah. And he, and apparently he goes to he's thinking about leaving the match because he's severely hurt. Yeah, I think he's panicking honestly. I think it yeah. kicks in where he's like, "Oh shit, like this is for real." Yeah, he like, was. I could yeah, die. He meant it that he was, yeah. I mean, he was apparently he was bleeding pretty badly. And then uh but then he decides, "Well, we can just finish this real quick. I'll go through the finish and like let this guy I don't know if he's taking I'm going to assume he's taking the pin, I don't know." Yeah. But uh, anyway, he was wanting to go home, as they say. And the other guy and it kind of turned into a shoot fight apparently. Yeah, because there, there was. It looks like if you watch the video, well, when he gets the cut on his neck, if you watch the video, he's supposed to take the, take the the the, the broken bulbs to the forehead. I mean, that was all part of it. He's even supposed to take the smash, but as he's taking the smash, there's this weird slip up, and that's when he gets cut. And you can see that immediately the blood the blood just splurts out, and I think that's yeah. what freaked him out. So then he turns and like. There's actually still images of it and everything where uh, Nick Gage is on the on the bottom looking up at him like like holy shit is everything okay kind of a look you know what I mean and Arquette's just kind of like looking at him like what the hell did you do to me kind of a thing and he's totally panicking he gets up walks out of the ring like you said stands there for a minute collects his thoughts comes back in and when he goes to try to like I don't know what they try to do but it looks like he just went in and laid down immediately. And uh, Nick Gage goes out and grabs another uh, set of light bulbs, which was going to be the next move, and goes to smash it across Arquette. Uh, it doesn't break. Arquette gets pissed at him, grabs the chair that's in the ring, and literally flings at him, and then, boom, it's a shoot. They they start wrestling around. like He's going wild on Nick Gage, trying to like wrestle him to the ground, and Nick Gage just flips him over him and like literally tells him to stay down and pins him. Yeah. It, it it's a weird. He's in a weird position, 
being this actor who who he's he's he himself has said that he has heard so many times that he's one of the like when people talk about the death of WCW, his name almost always comes up, and he really wants real respect, like because he really wants to earn it, and so many wrestlers are not going to take him seriously. I mean, they're just not. Right, and, and so I feel. So I think he feels like he has something way more to prove than maybe other people would. So that's probably a part of it. Um, also, to me, this sounds like there's a referee in these matches for a reason. Yeah, and it's not just to count to three. They're usually to help communicate things between the between the wrestlers. I mean, what was that ref doing? Were they new? Were they like, hey, <laughs> you got to take control sometimes? Because uh, it sounds like a humongous miscommunication between both parties to me. Like, uh, like to me, uh, if the other guy knew that Arquette was, was severely hurt and needed to, to finish, I think he would have just pinned him and instead of going on for the next part. Here's my uh, thing. Um, we all know what wrestling's about anymore. So when it gets that bad, why, why are they just not calling it? Fans aren't going to boo. They're going to see this dude bleeding profusely yeah. from the neck, you know, and they just get medics in everybody and get them off. And just, it's one of those things. It kind of sucks. People were there for it. But if you're really going to start like actually let it play out and I get it because I think you're, you're right. He really wants to be serious about this and he knows the history. He knows guys have done it with broken bones and, and yeah. eyes popping out of their heads and you know what I mean? Teeth knocked up into their skulls. Yeah, yeah. He's well aware of it, but... <laughs> but come on, funniest... dude, you're 47, and you haven't been doing it your whole life. Yeah, I don't know why he's doing a death match to start with. Uh, to me, I think it's for just... the documentary, dude. Well, what's <laughs> the funniest part to me, though, is uh, he took to Twitter the next day, and this, the only t- <laughs> and the tweet just goes, uh, so death matches, they aren't my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did see that. And that's when I was just like, wait, what's he referencing? And that's when I like saw that yeah. everything had blown up. <laughs> the whole world had turned upside down. Dude, I don't know. The whole world's been upside down for a while now, right? But like, yeah, yeah I was like, seriously? What in the world? I was so in, like fascinated by the story for a couple of days there, looking up all kinds of headlines and, and updates to see like what's what's for real. What's the Psycho Sid saying? You know what I mean? Yeah, and he's he's been trying to do this wrestling thing for a little bit now. It's you know he's he's done shows. Yeah, and apparently uh, this documentary he's working on, he's he's also working on it with uh, none other than nine hundred two and alum himself, Luke Perry. Ooh, apparently Luke Perry was here at this this fight and ended up coming and running and grabbing him so that they could rush him to the ER. Uh, but before he did, apparently Arquette came out and was just like cursing at gage and yelling at him and shooting a promo at him and and then they took off uh and apparently later they called and asked uh what is it gcw gsw something like that uh if they could use the footage in the documentary (laughs) (laughs) i mean you might as well love it right love it love it love it man it's wrestling man (laughs) it is wrestling dude so let's get into wrestling um saturday was nxt war games 2 uh, yeah. our, our expectations were high because of the first war games and the card. The card looked great. Uh, well, th- well, that and then it's a it's an NXT event. Almost all those. I can't think of a time when no. an NXT takeover was not good. I was going to say that. I feel like yeah. every NXT takeover continues to show that they like Triple yeah. H has got something there. You know what I mean? He knows what's up. Well, they do it. They do it in a way in which you can tell every match they're trying to. Uh, do a whole thing of can you top this uh, and how good the match is 
And I think that's what kind of separates it from the main roster. Yeah. The main roster shows are booked in a manner of like they have cool down matches. Yep. In between matches and stuff. And you don't get that in NXT. Every match has the potential to be the match of the night. Yeah. And we don't, how, I don't know yeah. why they feel like they have to throw in cool down matches for pay-per-views like for events. There shouldn't be, you should be yeah. literally on a high the entire time you're there. So you leave completely buzzing the way you feel after NXT takeovers done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we get to the survivor series though, I will talk about how, uh, I feel they, from a booking standpoint and how they book the matches in the order they booked them in, they made yeah. a smart decision, but uh, but let's let's talk about some war games too, Chris. Let's do it. Uh, let's open with the unexpected uh, appearance of Bro. Uh, after his NXT debut, uh, Matt Riddle shows up at War Games. Yeah, too. barefoot like always. <laughs> uh, and and that wasn't yeah. a joke when I said debut. Did you see him on NXT when they were talking to him and he talked about his impressive NXT debut? Yes. And yes. and I know that's a whole part of the gimmick, but when I caught that, I was like, God, please don't let it be that he read the script and like memorized it and didn't realize he was saying that wrong. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and now I know obviously it was for the gimmick, but man. So he shows up at, war, uh, at TakeOver, and uh, it wasn't expected, and they play into this whole thing where in the past couple weeks, Cassius Ono's been kind of like annoyed with Matt Riddle. Like he's just been handed this this opportunity, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody knows NXT also kind of plays to the smarts, the smarts, yeah, a little bit. So everybody knows that Ono is kind of the gatekeeper for NXT. Yep, uh, he's the one where if you're really good and they're bringing you in, then uh, they know Ono can make you look great. Which is why so, I think they did what they did. You know what yeah, I mean? Same. It was literally a, the one of the fastest squashes I've seen in ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and honestly, they can use that too to further their storyline. So yeah, and I expect them to, because uh, it's not really it wasn't even really a showcase for nope. Riddle. Not at I mean, all. All he did was one move. It was just kind of uh, like, oh hey, I'm here at NXT and yeah, this is me. And then watch this. We're gonna set the stage for a, a story we're gonna start to tell. Yeah, a lot of my a lot of my wrestling friends love Matt Riddle though, and they've talked really talked him up. So I'm very curious to see how well he does in NXT. Yeah, did you ever see uh way back now this is way back in the day. The I think it was the second uh Real World, Real World San Francisco. And they I'm sure they I had did. that bike messenger guy Puck. He was kind of like Yes. This yes. Matt Riddle looks just like him with long hair, dude. <laughs> he doesn't act like him but looks just like him. Or or if Puck and like Stevo had a child, that's him. Wasn't Puck like the one everybody hated? Yes. Yes, he's like yeah. shooting snot yeah. out of his nose. Yes, and he was, he was disgusting everywhere, man. peeing yeah. anywhere he wanted to. Yeah, dude, it was pretty. Oh funny. man, we'll we'll cover pee again. That's uh, going to come up again on the show. Oh god, uh, <laughs> let's move on though. At NXT, dude, I'm going to tell you right now, there was no match on NXT's Takeover War Games two that I felt was disappointing. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree. Uh, I will. The first match was the women's match. Yep. Best of three falls. You had Baszler versus Kyrie Sane. Yep. And uh, these two ladies really have good chemistry in the ring, I feel. <laughs> oh, yeah. They've developed yeah. such a good storyline and a good feud since, yeah. since what, Mae Young? That's when they, they first came across each other? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Uh, the My only complaint would be, and it's a, it's a minor complaint, is that uh, I understood why there was interference, and I get it. I think they're kind of setting up that... Uh, the four horsewomen. The four horsewomen thing. So I, I got that, and it made sense... 
But I really like how these two women wrestle each other, and I would have loved it oh, if yeah. it would just been straight up best of three falls. But uh, this, the match was still great. We had some really cool run-ins. Uh, I can't think of her name, but that that one woman who does does the moonsault off the top rope. Oh my that god! Thing, that is a stunningly beautiful moonsault. That was insane. Uh, uh, I Io Shirai Shirai. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm always going to mispronounce her name, but man, that moonsault is Eo, a thing of beauty. Something like that, yeah, dude. It was yeah. insane. She did it in her jeans, just like no problem. Watch, yeah, this. like it's nothing. Watch yeah. this. Let me climb up real yeah. fast and woo. Yeah, I mean, it's it was literally beautiful. like one yeah. of those things that you would see coming off the diving boards at the Olympics. You know what I mean? Yeah, and when they slow mode replayed it, it looked just oh as beautiful. God, it's That's, insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane. It's a thing of beauty. Yeah, you're yeah, not so Baszler, Baszler wins. Uh, in, an, but it was, in a phenomenal match. Phenomenal yes, very, match. very good. Very, very good. Uh, so who, what What match was next? It was the Garga- Gargano. Alistair Black and, and Alistair Johnny Black Gargano. Match. Which, let me tell you, first of all, when Alistair Black showed up looking like the devil, I was yeah. like, all right, this is going to be awesome. And let's not forget Gargano uh, kind of had some theme. Punisher yeah. gear going on. Yeah, so I love that. And, man, you've been talking about how we love Gargano's current heel thing where he's the good guy where yeah. he feels he's the good guy That's so i perfect. caught up i finally caught up and you were 100 percent right about how this has developed over the past few weeks like we talked about how good gargano champa was and like they struck gold i'm starting to wonder if it's a lot of it has to do with gargano because this is another gold like the way he's he acts and that's that that promo he did where he was carrying the camera down that walkway Remember? Yeah, it was awesome. My yeah. God, I haven't seen it. And, and if he memorized the script for that, good up to him. But if not, if that was kind of an off-the-cuff kind of promo, man, what an amazing. I loved it. Thought it was great. Added to the storyline and made you made me go, I can't wait to see when this goes down. And, boy, we weren't disappointed. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at uh, Dave Meltzer's The Meltz Man himself, his Twitter uh, during takeover and he was and he was talking about this match and he said that this match was the closest he had seen in a while that the WWE has gotten to putting on a Japan type match. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because there's such hard so many hard hits left and right. Dude. And how it was and how and these these two guys, I'm telling you, I've I if you ask me, they can keep a feud going and it'd be great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think this is amazing. And I love the fact that Gargano really thinks he's the hero still. He came out smiling yeah. at the crowd, kind of like hoping they were going to cheer him on. Like it, it was, uh, it was phenomenal, dude. What an oh, amazing, yeah. amazing match. By the way, he still thinks he's the hero. Yeah. Uh, and, and on Twitter, he he made sure everybody knew that it it, it took two, two uh, finishing moves yeah. to take him out. Two black mass kicks, and yeah. he got taken out. Uh, but how about when he comes uh, shooting, what's that, suicide dive, and all of a sudden he ca- oh, catches a knee yeah. outside the ring? Ouch, yeah. My yeah. God. Phenomenal. For me, that was like one of the matches of the night, easily. Yeah, this is this is so tough because all these matches are so good. Yeah. Uh, man, I wanted – there's so much awesome stuff that happened on the on that show. Yeah. That it, This will be one of those ones that's tough to – to say which one's your favorite match i agree 100 percent. i yeah. agree i couldn't i can't pick my favorite the entire event was my favorite and that again man yeah. yes. triple h he's 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 killing it he is killing it he and Shawn michaels are just destroying on nxt dude yeah uh next one was champa velveteen dream and i know you're not a big fan of velveteen dream but man man now let me let me paraphrase let me paraphrase here to, to 
because I know Velveteen Dream is way over. I get why he's over. Uh, the guy's got charisma out the wazoo. He just does. At there's his no, age, too, dude, 23, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah, there's no denying that this man is talent. I, I do not deny that whatsoever. I think you could start using the term phenom. Probably, yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? And it, yeah, and it would it would fit. And his and if I'm being fair, his matches, every match he does gets better and better and better. Yeah. Uh, and this one was was a fantastic match. These two guys put on a show as well. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man, uh, this one, the only time that I get, this is, <laughs> uh, I kind of said this in our text when we were watching this. Yeah. Like, I think the guy is so good. Yeah. That I get annoyed when he's, and I get that it's an homage to other wrestlers. Uh-huh. But I think he's good enough to do his own stuff. Like that DDT he does. Yeah. That's, that's his. And that thing is amazing. Right. Uh, so I get that he's doing an homage. I mean, even that spine buster was was Arn Anderson's oh, spine buster. Oh my god, dude! When that yeah. dropped, I jumped out. Ask Anthony; he was here to watch it. I jumped out of my seat, and I was just like, "Yo!" I was like, "That is probably the closest to an Arn Anderson spine buster that I have seen ever. Nobody comes yeah. close." And this kid is such a student of this thing. He is such yeah. a lover of this sport that you know he practiced it over and over to get as close as possible. Because, my God, that was I almost I thought I saw Arn Anderson. I thought I saw Arn. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, oh, but just because I'm a giant, I'm a giant <laughs> Arn fan. No, but, same here, dude. But it was, but phenomenal. it looked good. It did look good. Yeah, and I think uh, I understand where you're coming to, uh, coming from, where you want him to have his own thing. Uh, but yeah. isn't basically all the different moves somebody else's move? And and, and then they start cr- picking out the ones that they really want to make their own? They you, There's no original moves, if that's what you're saying. Right. But they're way more of your spin on per mo- on said move. Right. Like, how do you do it? How do you – like, an example would be a Kairi Sane elbow drop looks oh. different from anybody else's elbow drop. My God, the beauty. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, but yeah, I, but I get why he's popular. I'm not mad that he is. Yeah, and I think that's the point of it. I think the point of it is 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 uh, that's what he's showing because his whole gimmick, the Velveteen Dream, that kind of prince kind of thing. You know what I mean? Uh, the singer, not the act, like royalty. Um, it's like that is that's his thing, and and his thing is is this coming out with that third eye, sunglasses. Like that's his thing. Cool. But then when it comes to these these events, we know what he's going to do. He's going to pay homage to s- specific people who came before him because it's almost his way of saying as a 23-year-old that like as much as he loves this that this is why I love this. Because of these guys, I've always emulated it in my room with my brother or my cousins and always put, you know, how many come on, dude. We've all done it. We've all tried to pull the stunner off for real. We've all tried to pull off the people's elbow or rock bottom. You know, we've all tried to do these things. Uh, and so now he gets to do it on a grand stage in which they're okay with him coming out there looking like Hollywood H- Hogan or before when he came out with that ravishing Rick Rude, uh, you know, airbrushed tights and all that stuff. Like he, he even the way he carries himself when he's getting ready to go up to the, the turnbuckle to jump off with the, that elbow. He carries himself like the Macho Man did, almost kind of like he's got that wobbly legs kind of thing and, and, and pulls himself. You know what I mean? He carries himself yeah. that way, and I, I completely get it, and I don't, I don't really fault him for it. I kind of like it because 
as a as a, a lover of the sport and the history, I like to try to pick out what he's doing. It's one of those things of oh, there it was, an Arn Anderson. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of a cool a cool thing between him and the crowd. I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, and I'm not saying that you're wrong, and I'm not saying that I I didn't think it was great when he did the spine buster. Yeah. But at some point, you gotta have your own style, and he and he's getting there. I mean, he's got his own. Yeah. Like character wise, this guy is a hundred percent ahead of so many other people. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. But I'm just talking like when it comes to his actual wrestling. Yeah, but, you're, you're like right I about said, that DDT though. If he makes that yeah. his move, like his what's it called, the Death Valley Driver or whatever it's called. Oh no, I that's forgot his, what that's his his thing from outside. But that DD, whatever that DDT is called, dude, they make it the finishing mood because it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's. I really like it a lot. So, uh, but yeah, this match was fantastic. We all know Champa's good. So, uh, these two guys really, really put on a show. Yep. Um, man, it was it was fantastic. It really was. Which is crazy because when he puts on such like this kid, really, I think he's ready to be called up. But then he puts on these great shows, and then you think, oh, but let's try to get that feud going because look at how great they work together. It's almost like he's kind of hurting himself. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. almost falling speaking into of, an oh no. Speaking of called up, I'm really kind of shocked that the first call up is Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I got to tell you, I'm, I am as well. And I'm not I'm not knocking him at all. I uh, think he's going to be a really good monster character. But Well, I guess then we can't really be surprised, right? When we really think about yeah. it, uh, we're not surprised. He's the big monster character. He's a big guy. He's impressive. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's that it's old, it's old school Vince, man. He, <laughs> yeah. And we are, we already know he's going to get misused anyway. <laughs> parade the gorilla around <laughs> yeah. the ring so that the crowd can cheer kind of a thing. You know what I mean? He'll go on a winning streak for two months and then he'll bury him. That's it. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Ciampa wins. It keeps his title. Uh, and next up we have the war games, which was Pete Dunn, Ricochet and war Raiders versus the undisputed era. Wow. They literally every member, every person in this match shined. Yeah, uh, this was this was crazy. I was telling you the the War Raiders especially to me stood out for what these humongous men were able to do. Like they they moved around like they're cruiserweights. Yeah, for sure. I was dude, and it wasn't like any of these guys really took a lot of time. They were a lot of them were just working the entire. It was for over forty seven minutes. Yeah, insane. Yes. Yes, uh, and uh, man, what a what what a match! There's all kinds of stuff that happened. Ugh. That I mean, uh, the ricochet jump off the top rope, uh, off, the top, the top off the top of the cage. cage. Yeah, yeah off the top that, of the cage. What I mean. is that back? That whatever that spinning. Good lord! Yeah, I don't even know what you want to call that. That <laughs> I don't know, man. Get dizzy looking at that it. That was like the Greg Luganus for your, for you old yeah. old guys out there. It, it was incredible, and then. Uh, the, I can't remember the big guy's name for the War Raiders. He really impressed me a lot. Uh, I mean, jumping from the second ring oh, onto Hansen? the table. Yes, Hanson. Yes. When he did that, uh, the flip, the flip into the the double elbow. Uh huh. Man, that guy can. That guy really stood out to me. I was like, I might have a new favorite here. <laughs> yeah, when Hanson was coming off, dude, he was going right onto O'Reilly through the yeah. table like imagine being o'reilly going oh geez here it comes here it comes yes. <laughs> <laughs> really trying to brace for it you know what i mean yeah yeah poor poor o'reilly oh man <laughs> man uh, but yeah but man, yeah what, was, a, what it, a match it was phenomenal dude the entire match was phenomenal all these guys like you said they all shined 
they, they all kinds of weapons came into play tables uh, yeah. uh, specific, uh, what is it? Undisputed era chairs, chairs. Yes. I love it. They're branded with their, <laughs> with their brand on it. That's, that's phenomenal. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I love that. Uh, the one I saw a complaint on the psycho Sids about that match. Like it was a small complaint cause overall they liked it, but it was that they, they could tell a lot of these things were set up. Like they were really, really set up, you know, the big, big moves. Oh yeah. Yeah. For example, when all the guys were kind of on top of the ring and they did this whole thing oh, where everybody went down. Yeah. And, but my thing is, it's though, fun, like I dude. expect that. I expect it in exactly. this type of match. Yeah. I mean, you got to use the stuff you got and maybe show something people haven't seen before. Right, exactly. It's not yeah. always about just being completely stuck in the story. If you watch right. Ring of Honor, if you watch New Japan, a lot of times it's also to be like, all right, guys, look at what we've come up for, come up with for you. Look what yeah. we've put together to make you guys go ooh and ah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they don't do this double cage, double ring thing all the time. No. So you got to take advantage of it when you're doing well, it. Well, I hope not. I hope this does not become a yearly yeah, thing or an, an yeah. all-the-time thing because War Games was one of those special things that it only came around when the feud was like boiling point and you had to get it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, they kind of ruin Hell in a Cell because they have them exactly, all the time. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, don't do the same with this because this can be like a real event, a real awesome thing. Exactly. And the crowd was on fire the whole time. They had a good crowd too, oh, it seemed. Dude, it's phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, it, what a great show. What a great show. I agree. And uh, so, so yeah, Undisputed Era loses to the team of War Raiders, Ricochet, and Pete Dunne. Uh, but man, nobody lost. Uh, fans won. Every every performer, you know, on on War Games two was was above and beyond. If you ask me, they are all just continuously building their legacy. You know, oh yeah, as what their their legend is going to be because putting their time in uh, at, at NXT and being there at, at such a beautiful time for such creativity and such just hard work. These people are phenomenal, dude. At NXT is honestly, I mean, come on, let's be honest. You know, it's right up there neck and neck with SmackDown. Raw is third. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to agree 100%. So Now, us putting Raw third is not apparently how the company sees it, (laughs) according to Survivor Series. Good God. That is the, oh my God, I can't even. The theme of Survivor Series to me was, let's bury SmackDown. (laughs) Yeah, because they're so popular, let's bury them for a little while. Uh, That's what it feels like. It was feels like it was done out of spite. It does. It totally feels like it was done out of spite. So even though SmackDown te- technically did win one, they never counted it. So. Yep. yep. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I loved Xavier Woods on Twitter. He was trolling the WWE Twitter account. And every time they put up something about that, he makes sure he put up what the actual record was. <laughs> He put in that one, so they knew that they did win one. Oh, that's amazing, dude! Yeah, it but was. Yeah. Um, it was. Oh man. So, uh, so how do you let's let's just get into it? Let's do the tag match real quick. Yeah, um, Survivor Series style tag match. It was on the pre-show. I thought all the guys there worked really hard. I agree, and it's annoying that it was a pre-show. But that, like, uh, you yeah. know, what I mean, that should be considered uh, a card. Those guys should be getting paid for being on the main card. And considering what happened with the other tag team match, where it was title versus title uh, holders versus title holders, I would have rather they switched places. I agree. Uh, but yeah, this tag match was a lot of fun. They did a lot of fun stuff, yeah. a lot of great spots. Yep. I mean, you got so much talent in the ring right there. Yeah, the Ascension, uh, yep. uh, Lucha House Party, B Team, uh, Gallows and Anderson, New Day, Usos, uh, who am I missing? Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. 
the revival. Uh, the it was revival, insane, yeah. Dude. It was insane. What a great oh the colognes they were in there. Uh, just such a good overall like performance. Everybody was in it. You could see that there was an excitement in the air. It was like they knew they were kicking it off. Uh, they knew what they had to, to live up to after NXT the night before, which seems to be the case anymore for pay-per-views. Uh, and then uh, they did it, dude. If you ask me, it was a very good match. And I thought to myself, man, I hope this is going to be the tone for the rest of the night. Yeah, because I think me and you, if we're being honest, we're SmackDown guys. Yes, for sure. So we're, I was definitely pulling for SmackDown yep. to win overall. Yep. Uh, now, I know this is all just a, you know, it's all kayfabe wrestling, so really it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's not like they ever build up this rivalry between these two brands up during the year because they never do until now. Right. Well, but at the same time, it, I feel SmackDown superior. It does feel like it, though, because we, when we talk about the, the complete berry that was Survivor Series, it feels like maybe they're doing something where they want to have more rivalry kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like having yeah. Becky Lynch attack Raw women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the I'm going to assume everybody's already. So we're doing – well, we've already been doing spoilers. So yeah, I guess I shouldn't even, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, so SmackDown lose – Technically lost every match Everyone. on the main on the main show. Absolutely, they did ridiculous. not win a single one, and that is insane to me. Like I got <laughs> when we get to the get to the men's Survivor Series yep, match. Yep. Uh, me too. Man, I'm gonna. Me too. I was when you texted off. and said you were done. I knew yeah. exactly what you were talking about when I got to it. I knew exactly I what you were yeah. talking about. I quit. I literally quit watching it. And I've so I just started reading results, and the only reason I went back and watched the next two matches is because I actually heard they were good. Yeah. So we'll get to those. But uh, so what's the first match of Survivor Series? So the, the actual... first match was the Team Raw versus Team uh, uh, SmackDown Women's. Uh, so you had Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina Bailey, and Sasha Banks versus Naomi, Carmella, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah. So the story, of this whole thing, it was, it was a great match, by the way. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was These, actually. Yeah. The women worked very hard. How about uh, the, the heat that Nia Jax is generating yes. right now? I'm going to say this. The fact that they're using this for her character for a heel run oh, is perfect. Yes. Perfect. That's, that's thing, what you need to do. They don't They don't even need to use it. Uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter. A lot of people were saying, listen, we're not booing you because you're the villain or we're supposed to. We're booing you because you keep hurting people. We do not like you. Um, well, let's and let's so also that makes be frank. It even like more intense, you know what I mean? Well, let's also be frank and Chris and Johnny. Um, <laughs> the the main the main reason they're booing her is because it's not because she hurt people; it's because she hurt Becky Lynch. That's exactly what it is, and it it, it yeah. just speaks you know volumes to yeah. how how much the fans have invested themselves in Becky Lynch character. Uh, yeah, that's why they they keep comparing her to the Stone Cold days because. You're seeing this now. You're seeing the investment in the characters so much that, I mean, every time Nia Jax got in the ring or was referenced, I don't think there was one cheer. I think every single person in that place booed. It was probably the loudest I've heard. And I'm talking about we've heard people boo Roman Reigns, bro. And this wasn't yeah. even Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar booing level. Like This was like... Get off the stage, booing. Yes, yeah, uh, it was wild. But I like that that they use this oh, to yeah. make her more of a heel. That's what you got to do. And she's playing into it, dude. Have you seen her Twitter? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. man, she's playing into it. She does not care. She's letting the yeah. fans know she does Good. not care. 
good. Because if we're being fair, the only person she owes an apology to is Becky Lynch. Basically, yeah. In reality. And I'm sure she already did that. So yeah, Somebody uh, tweeted something about how she hurt somebody, her with a punch, and she said, and that was with without uh, my a, a clenched fist. Imagine what I'll do next time or something like that. And I was like, oh, man, she is just in it, dude, and I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. But this was, uh, uh, like you said, these women, they put on a great show. Every single one of them did very well in this match, I think. Uh, but Team Raw takes it, and it's it starts the trend of what we would start to see as the night went on. Oh, yeah, for sure, 100%. Um, I'll tell you, the next match, though, I did. I wasn't annoyed by the, the result, but it was Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. I'll tell you why I was annoyed a little bit. The match itself was good. Yeah. I think it, I think it could have been better because of these two. But it was good. Uh, the thing that annoyed me, the storyline going into this was that Seth Rollins was so distracted with the Dean Ambrose stuff. Yeah. And yet he wins clean. Yeah. He wins Nakamura clean. Yeah, he should have really lost that. it because it would have fed into the, the Rollins-Ambrose thing right now. Or just have Ambrose run in and then oh. you save both guys. None of them really get any, like, both guys still look great. Yep. Nakamura gets a win. Uh, Rollins loses not because he lost clean. Uh, both guys, you know, everybody comes off smelling like yeah, roses, but I that's agree. not what they do. I, so, I mean, it's a stupid move. It would have been the smartest. Move. The smartest booking would have been to do that, dude. That would have been the smartest yeah. thing to do. Uh, we know that the guys running the show there uh, right now. Who knows what's happening? I do have a comment to make about it, but that's <laughs> going to come on a little later because I'm having okay. a feeling this we're, we are starting to see a lot of Heyman influence in storyline and booking. Uh, but anyway, Rollins yeah, and bit. Shinsuke Nakamura put on a, a great show, dude. It was it was very good. But yeah, Rollins ends up winning it, and you're just kind of left going, huh, okay, two Raws in a row. Whatever, SmackDown took the pre-show, even though they're not counting it. They took the pre-show. Let's keep going. Uh, AOP uh, versus The Bar. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so this... This is where I started going, uh Okay, now, the four guys in the ring are fine. Especially Cesaro oh, and Sheamus. Yeah. I like them a lot. The bar sure. I like a lot. For sure. AOP are good, but they haven't been interesting since coming to the main roster. They just haven't been. The, the way <laughs> the way they decided to finish this match, the booking with, with Drake Maverick, I don't know how you come back from that. So he literally urinates himself when the Big Show grabs him. And this man is not. And it just... was ridiculous. It wasn't like he was ready to urinate himself. Like he should have been drinking no. a lot of water up to that point, but he wasn't ready for it. It was like he had to really, really show you what he was outlining with his hands, and then he really had to get a couple dribbles out. Yeah, now, I'm going to go ahead and assume was, that he had some kind of creepy. apparatus down there. It was creepy, dude. But, yeah, uh, but. Uh, What's even worse is, like, he's the head of this of these two monsters, right? Yeah. He's supposed to be the one that's in charge of them. Yeah. So he needs respect. Yeah. And then on top of that, he's also the freaking general manager of 205 Live. Yep. How are you supposed to have any respect when that's how you're going to treat his character? Now, I, I know the, the comments are going to be, uh, Vince McMahon yep. literally did the same thing. Yep. But, but that... That was different. He had a freaking gun I was gonna say, held to his head. You're talking raw attitude, like the real attitude yeah. era. That the when when basically that would not fly anymore. You know what I mean? But yeah, he had right. a gun 
listen to this, kids. If you've not seen it and and, and you you're not used to seeing this, Stone Cold Steve Austin had Vince McMahon in the middle of a Monday Night Raw ring, live TV, and put a gun to his head. And pulled now, the it trigger. Was a fake, yeah, and he pulled the trigger, and out comes the word bang. Like it was a fake <laughs> gun, but it looked real, and the whole thing looked real. So yeah. Vince McMahon urinates himself. Yeah, That's the whole thing there. That's way different than this. Yeah. 100%. And I just absolutely hated it. I hated it for Drake Maverick the most uh. because I'm telling you, this guy's good. He's really good. He's actually a really good wrestler, too, but he hasn't been wrestling. I don't know if he's injured or what's happening there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's really good on the mic. Uh, but, man, how are you supposed to remotely... Like, it, it was, it's going to take a lot of work to bring that character back up. Uh, man, it's, it, this was ridiculous. I like comedy and wrestling. I truly do. But this was at the expense... And making people look really stupid. Yeah. It was a little nonsense. I think I uh, also, the th- see, the problem with me is AOP, and I get it. I get they're supposed to be this kind of unstoppable, monstrous machine. But when you're you're putting them up in a pay-per-view against sh- people like Sheamus and Cesaro, let's start seeing that these guys are beatable. Let them, you, if you want to have them win, fine. Even though I think... Uh, my words exactly to you and Brandon in our text last night was all these raw wins are pissing me off. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if they're going to win fine, but at least let us see that there's, there's chinks in their armor. Like let, let us see, let us see them get a, quite a beat down. You see them get worked over slightly, but then again, if they become the Mack truck, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is a thing WWE does. They don't know when to pull back on some of these guys. Uh, I mean, that's why right now Braun Strowman's kind of untouchable. Uh, you know, they've made it so where if, if anything kind of happens, like if, if, if Ron Strowman's in a match, I'm going to assume he's not, if he loses, it won't be clean because of how much they build his character up. Yeah. AOP is going the same way. And like you said, I get it too. Uh, you want these guys to be built up as the monsters cause they're humongous fellas. Yeah. They're big dudes. Uh, but man, it's okay for them to have a competitive match and still win. Right. There was times where Van, uh, Vader lost, you know what I mean? And you didn't yeah. think that he was uh, not so scary or, you know, that he wasn't going to win you know, every time. You know, a great example of how to do this, the, how you book a monster, have a great match. And yet the monster still wins despite the fact that he looked like he could have lost for a second. The main event of the night on the exactly. same night. Exactly. Uh, we'll get to that, but yeah. Exactly. So on what? So on the same show, they book it this way, and then they go and book it the other way. Yeah, no kidding, dude. <laughs> it's so weird and strange. Very, very much so. So the next match after uh, AOP takes the victory there is Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight yes. Championship. Fantastic match. This was the, what did you call it? it even I think this was supposed to be the cool down because this wasn't one side against the other. This was kind of like, all right, let's watch some 205. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was a fantastic yeah. match. Which I knew it would be because both these guys are really, really good. Yeah. Uh, 205 Live, I've been singing its praises for a while now. It's a very good show. It just doesn't get watched. I understand why. There's so much wrestling on. And, you know, they don't really seem to take 205 Live. I don't think they know what they have no, in 205 no, Live. they really don't. And at some point, somebody's going to notice it. But right now, they're, they've got so much good talent there that it's going to waste. Like, nobody's really aware. Yeah. 
Because that Buddy Murphy dude is crazy good. He was. And this was a very impress- impressive performance by both of these guys. They yes, put in some hard work, some beautiful spots, some nasty bumps. But still, like it was a good, hardworking match. Uh, and again, like you said, uh, aside from pay-per-view, you're not going to know what's going on unless you check it out on, on the network. It's only an hour long, dude. It's not even like it's it's three hours or two hours. Uh, it's about as yeah. long as NXT. So if you watch NXT, you definitely can fit 205 Live in here and there. Yeah, uh, and uh, the, these guys were so good, they actually brought the crowd into the match. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, uh, great match. Uh, it's one I would say uh, go out of your way to see. It's for it's a lot of it's a lot of great stuff. Yeah, and I think it's, I think it's go out of your way to see too because I feel like it's continuously building a story there uh, that is going to continue on with these two guys. They're great, great performers. But Buddy Murphy yeah. ends up winning it and retaining the cruiserweight championship. Yes, yes, very good match. Go see it. So then the next one is your favorite match of the night, the Team Raw men against the Team <laughs> SmackDown men. Uh, that is yeah. Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley against The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. All right, now, Chris, I want to I propose that we talk about the positives of this match first because I don't think it'll take too long to okay. get it out of the way. Okay. Uh, the positives would be I liked how Drew McIntyre looked. Yeah. Uh, he was booked very strong, and he needs to be. Uh, he's crazy good. He's a great talent. Yeah. So I liked that aspect of this match. Um, there were some really great, uh, some great subtle comedy with Miz. Yep. Uh, the whole night where he's saying, like, they're co- Yeah. Besties. <laughs> they're co-best in the world. Besties. Co- co- yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> what. Kept, I really And he like- keeps getting- yeah, and he, keeps, and he kept getting Shane McMahon up to do stuff. Yeah, I love Miz yeah. in this role, and I feel like yeah. I feel like we might be seeing a face push for him here. It feels it's definitely like he it. was getting some chance. It he was getting chance, like it, dude. It feels like it, and this whole like he's willing to work together. Unless we see a real hard heel turn again, you know what I mean? Where he just like rubs it in yeah. your face, like give me a break. Uh, but but yeah, dude. So what else did you like about the night? I thought Ray, oh, I thought man. Ray Mysterio looked good. He did. Yes, he did. He definitely did. Uh, um, man, Jeff didn't do a lot. No, nah, he but really he looked fine. He really could. His face paint like, was great. Yeah, I think he was getting. He's been getting taking a lot of hard bumps lately. So in this, he yeah. knew he had a chance to relax and and maybe do a few spots, but not have to really take uh, too much of a beating on the body. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, I mean, he he's 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 deserved a night off. Really. I do have to say, I like how you said about Miz getting Shane to keep doing things, even though he was yeah. like so wasted out, you know, uh, yes. uh, worn out. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Uh, I do <laughs> love though that Shane was willing to do those things still. Like, yeah, he's still willing to be that dude that's gonna be like, I'll jump off and go right through that table. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he took a he took quite a, a bump from uh, Strowman. When he tried to go, uh, uh, what is that, coast to coast? Coast to coast, yeah. He got clothesline in the air. My God, that was yeah. pretty, and that was impressive. Yeah. And what I did like also was towards the end when he was the last one standing, uh, and he saw what he had. Um, I saw you could see what they were trying to do with the camera angles and his, the looks on his face, and the, the the three monsters in that corner. And then there was this kind of defeated, like, "All right, I'm about to get broken. Just bring it on. I'm gonna fight for yeah. SmackDown no matter what." You know what I mean? I thought that was a really cool moment. I felt like this was actually in the moment of the story. This is the guy, like he is the who the leader of the, the that air, that side is. Yeah, you know, yes. he he's willing to I'm put gonna... his, his his body through everything to to, to try to defend it. You're not wrong in what you're saying, but I'm gonna I'm gonna approach it from a different angle. Yeah. Here. 
I'm going to go and get into the negatives, and I'll start with Shane McMahon. I liked everything that you said, and I agree with you. That moment was very cool. But at the same time, why couldn't it have been one of the wrestlers that did that? Yeah, I agree. Why did, I, why did I have to be a guy who's not really a wrestler? I mean, why I was, is... The, the way I took it was because I think he was getting some... Un, like, they didn't really plan for the kind of heat he was taking after that whole World Cup thing. And I think it was about... It, it, the whole thing was about, I, I bleed blue. I'm all for SmackDown. I did it for SmackDown. Yeah, I wasn't trying I get, to make my I get name. that. I get so that. So when you see but, him beaten and he stands there and he's just like, all right, come on, I'll take it, you know? It's almost to kind of give you a little bit of sympathy for him. Yeah, and I get it. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but it definitely to me, in Feels my like opinion. Feels like you're saying I'm wrong. <laughs> well, just my just opinion kidding. is just... My opinion is, like, you really could have built somebody else up in that moment. Yeah. Like, you had a chance to do it right there instead of a guy who's not on the active roster. Uh, I mean, True. you really could have built up some, would you, a great character Who would you moment. have used? Uh, Miz, Rey Mysterio. If Miz, if you're really trying to push the, the, the face. The Miz, the Miz, if you want to go face, uh, but that would have felt really like a giant U-turn for his character, yeah. and it needs to be more subtle than that. Yeah. So maybe Rey Mysterio or uh, or Jeff, those would be the two I would choose. Probably Rey more than anybody cause since he's kind of newer. But And Little, dude. Could you imagine that David yeah. and Goliath look, but the three Goliaths? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been awesome. And then he'd so fight his way. Like, he'd have had more of a fighting chance, but then, yeah, we'd see him get squashed down by the monsters. And then, again, effing Raw wins it. But I want to yeah. address what I know. I know exactly the moment you said, I'm done, I'm turning it off. It happened at the very beginning. Yes, immediately. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Which leads me to question, is there an injury we don't know about? That's what I was wondering, too. Is, is there something Joe injured? that's coming? Yeah. Is there something that's coming, like, on SmackDown this week that they like he doesn't want to get too banged up because he's about to go crazy with AJ or with Daniel Bryan or something. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. I I had to tell myself that maybe he's injured and he needed to to get out there quick. Because That's what I had. Was, I had to tell myself that this is Joe, dude. And, and the, what did he do? Yeah. All he did was two uh, two attempts at a coquina clutch and then he got clobbered and that was it. Yeah, yeah, it was very quick. I didn't care for it at all. No, and because you you've kept pushing him, pushing him, pushing him, and then you know holding him back and kind of burying him in all of these title events, uh, it really feels like they're they're gonna lose it here. They're gonna lose it with him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm with you 100. percent So it, it's it, man. I <laughs> I was so mad about this last night, dude. The second you like, said I'm turning it off, and then I watched it this morning, and the second <laughs> I saw how fast Joe went, I was like, that's the moment Johnny got pissed. That's the exact yeah. moment right there. Cause out of the out of the whole SmackDown team, he's the one guy who's like their heavy hitter. Oh yeah, that's he, their that's their heavy right there. He's the one who would have been able to take those guys on. Yeah, I mean, we could have had him at the very end there, like saying "come on" to those three giants. That would have been that would have worked too, and that would have fit his character if you ask me. So, uh, man, I I was beyond upset. So I'm going to assume maybe he was injured. I haven't seen anything on the on the Psycho Sid saying that he was. But man, if this was off of storyline, I don't know where they're going to go with this because this just is yeah. bonkers to yeah. me. Why would you? Why would you book it this way? It makes no sense. I agree. But yeah, so uh, Raw wins easily. They had three people left. Ugh. Ugh. Oh man, yeah. What they should have done. This is fantasy booking one hundred and one for me. Is because uh, the whole the whole story of the Raw side was they couldn't get along. Uh, they were constantly attacking each other. So why don't you just have McIntyre take out uh, 
the monster among men and then just walk out on his team. Yeah, that would have been amazing. And that, that's two eliminations right there. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And then you'd have uh, but, Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush and everybody would have hated him too. Yeah, I did like that one part of comedy though where they were backstage before the match. Yeah. Rush Strowman looked at him because I don't know who you are. Yeah, that was amazing, dude. <laughs> yeah. That was, so, that was good. so good. And then used him to throw him against somebody. Oh, yeah. So, so good, uh, yeah. So uh, the next match but, is the uh, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Dude. Dude. This, I'm telling you, I had little... If I'm being honest, I had very little expectations. I agree, for this. me too. But this match was phenomenal. I really liked it. So this morning, I I, I didn't get it. Like I didn't get to finish watching it last night. And this morning, uh, like like an idiot, I went on Twitter. They didn't ruin it for me, but they said uh, it was quite a brutal beating that Ronda Rousey took. And I was like, what? So I was like, okay, I have to see this, right? So when I watched this. I'm watching the match, and I'm like, oh, actually, you know, she's actually not holding him back. Some of these kicks are stiff. Some of these punches are stiff. Like, this is looking good. Both women were putting on quite a, a good performance. Uh, Ronda, you know, for 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 some of the things she lacks once in a while, man, she looked really good in the ring that, uh, last night. Uh, but I thought this was the best she's looked. But then, dude, when, when she got that cut in her mouth or whatever it was, where she yeah. started bleeding from the mouth, I was like, okay, this is, looks like it's taking a turn where we're going to get a little more intense. And then Charlotte, it was almost like she was that great white, you know what I mean, that smelled, that yeah. tasted the blood all of a sudden in the water, and that was it. She snapped. And all of a sudden, like, kendo sticks are coming out, chairs. Like, what is going on? Yeah, uh, so – Ronda wins by DQ. Yeah, uh, but I really like this. They can tell, keep telling a story for this. I mean, this can, can keep their story going. Yeah, uh, I don't know where this leaves Becky though. I want to. Uh, well, here's the I'm thing. I'm very curious about. I that. think that's going to be good for Becky. I think again, it's going to be one of these things. I don't think it's going to slow that down at all. I think the Becky thing is just on a hiatus. When she comes back, it's going to be the place is going to explode. Trust me. But what this has done now, this has taken away that awkward thing between Becky and Charlotte Flair because people loved Charlotte for a while. You know, it would just started turning because they, they wanted the E to stop pushing her and let us have yeah. Becky as a champ. And when that didn't happen, there was this awkward thing of like, how do we handle Charlotte Flair? Right. Boy, yeah. they knew what they were doing. They, they knew how they, I'm telling you this thing that has happened to Becky Lynch as horrible as it was, is probably the best thing that has happened for her, for Nia Jax, for Ronda Rousey and for Charlotte Flair and the E overall. Like this is probably and, one of the and, hottest things going right now. And I would say this is a good way to set up your four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. <sighs> yeah. Like you're really setting up because this yep. sort of puts Charlotte and Becky Lynch on the same side. Yep. On in a badass status. Because let me here's yep. the thing. In this match, uh uh, you know, Charlotte Flair is, is playing. Oh, she pulled off some of her dad's moves. Remember the count? He's a, she's outside trying to get, catch her breath. The count's nearing ten. She goes like she's rolling in the ring and rolls right back out again to get an extra yeah. an extra breath. Ronda gets pissed and comes running around. And as she's charging, this is where the vicious attack comes in. The kendo stick right to the midsection, dude. And then here's the thing: she splinters that thing as. As Charlotte continues, as fans of this, we know at, in the back there was this conversation of how far should we go with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that means Rhonda had to say, do it. I can take this. I've taken worse, so just do it. You know what I mean? Bro, The um, like Charlotte didn't hold back. She p 
hit her as hard as she could. If you could see the beat, like if you haven't seen this, watch the beating that this woman takes. It is the most uncomfortable thing to watch kind of because like I said, she doesn't hold back at the end of the match. As she's leaving the ring, Charlotte is literally crisscrossed, not just welts, blood blisters. It is insane. Yeah. I mean, wow. I, this had all the intensity it needed. This was a great, great showing for both women. I agree. Uh, I really liked it a lot. So it was a, an insane yeah. ending, but you know what it did too? Like I said, it was the best thing to happen to them. And I feel like, it's not going to do anything to the Becky Lynch thing, but what it did do now, it sparked something where we see Charlotte Flair and Ronda, like she gave Ronda Rousey a run for her money in the ring. So now she knows there's an opponent out there that can do that to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. The other thing it did was it opened up Ronda Rousey to the finicky world of the WWE universe. Every single time she showed up, it's popped. They cheer for her. They go ab- yes. so apeshit that she can't <laughs> help but grin when you just think, stop smiling. Like, I get you're happy, but at some point you have to be get into character and stop doing this this grin, right? When she left that ring, they were trying to chant, you deserve it. They were chanting, thank you, Charlotte. They were, And she left this ring, and you could see the way she was playing it with her eyes. Like, there was this wounded thing of, like, what if, how could you turn on me? You know, you loved me. What did I do to deserve this from you people? And which is going to be great if they want to turn her heel and and create that whole force horsewomen thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I also think that kind of happened because of how they booked the show. Yeah. Uh, They booked it in a way in which SmackDown wasn't winning a dang thing. Yep. And people love SmackDown. People love, will always cheer for the underdog. That's what always happens. And SmackDown is the underdog, and that's what's going to happen. So An amazing um, match, dude. If you ask me, phenomenal. Yeah, same. Very same. entertaining and just intense. Uh, next was Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan. It was funny to watch Daniel Bryan come out and a few people start chanting yes, but then it was almost like people didn't know what they should do. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, because his heel turns very new. It just happened. And no one knew like so, what to do. Like, yeah. should we chant? And so he refused to actually go with it. Like, he just kind of looked at them and did this whole went to the ring and then started acting really bizarre, like this this antagonizing like kind of like an asshole like dude just get in and wrestle i liked it (laughs) oh yeah i agree dude i feel like this is probably one of the best things to happen to him in a while yeah yeah he needed to do something to be a little different from what he had been uh but man this match i tell you what you know what i've noticed noticed this with uh brock lesnar matches if he likes his opponent if he feels he's getting a good match out of them and he likes them he seems to sell for them better. Oh, yeah. Sell more. I agree. He gets in. And, it. yeah, and he really sold for Brian on this. This was a good match. Number one, because it went longer than any other Brock Lesnar match has in the past yeah. three years. Um, but, man, it had a whole lot of stuff. There was so much story being told. It wasn't just come in, completely dominate, which is what we thought we were going to get. First, we saw the cat and mouse thing. We saw that little it asshole. It started out like thing, that, yeah. You know, and it started out dominating because exactly. he was getting because De- Brian was getting thrown over his head left and right. Well, the second he grabbed him, dude, uh, as soon as he finally got a hold of him, the frustration came out. It was like you're done, and 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 
I don't know that I'm that comfortable seeing him thrown around like a rag doll, knowing the kind of injury he just came off of. Yeah, same. But they did it as safe as possible. You know, you could see every time uh, Brock made sure he was he was launching at an angle where he was he was getting more of his lower back down first. You know what I mean? You could see the way he was being released. Yeah, I think only one time was I really really concerned with how he landed. Yeah, uh, uh, but yeah, um, I'm with you. But on that, dude, though. but then the fight back came, and and the only reason there was a fight back was. Uh, was because we got to see Daniel Bryan be heel Daniel Bryan again, and he completely yeah. racked Brock's balls, dude. <laughs> yeah, he did. And everyone yeah. cheered. They loved it, yeah. but then they were also like, oh, damn, like that's crazy. What? And, and, and to me, uh, one of the best things that, that does happen, because I'm not a, the biggest Brock fan. In fact, I barely like him. Right. But uh, I do love it when he is on the ropes for once because it doesn't happen yeah, a lot. Yeah, and then you can hear Heyman in the background freaking out, screaming for Brock. Yeah, and uh, that's that adds to the emotion to the whole match. This this match told a great story. And I got to tell you, when you were saying about how when he likes who he's with, you can tell he's more into it, and he got and that made me actually enjoy watching him more last night. Like I was yeah, just kind of like, agree. if I had this Brock all the time, I'd actually kind of like him. You know, he looked like he was enjoying being there. He was getting into it like he was selling. It looked good. Yeah. And he was even trash talking. Yeah. Uh, he was talking. Her whole, he wasn't just going in there. To me, most of his matches seem like he's going in there making a paycheck and leaving. Yep, exactly. Uh, but this one, I felt like he, at the very least, uh, enjoyed working with Daniel Bryan. Yep. It seemed like to me. And both guys look great. I mean, Brock still gets to win. Uh, but Daniel Bryan does not lose anything no. because he looked really good. Very good, dude. Very, very. Yeah, good. I mean, he took the he took the beast to the brink. So yeah, that uh, that basically summed up the show. It was like kind of like a eating a, a a shit sandwich, but with like the most amazing, delicious garlic bread as the the yeah. two sides of it. You know what I mean? Because it opened up very good and promising. Uh, you had to sit through some garbage in the middle where you were just like, what? But then I, yeah. I it was almost like. You understood why, because those last two matches, I mean, the beating, these, the, the brutality of both matches, because I'll tell you, the Brock Lesnar and Daniel Bryan match, even though it wasn't as bloody or crazy, those were stiff shots that, that Brock oh, yeah. took. And you know, as I was watching some of these things, again, for me, in my head, I like to imagine the conversation was in the back going, well, how far you want to take it? And Brock looking at him and smiling, saying, give me everything you got, buddy. You know, give it to me. I can take it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because he took some, he ate some really stiff knees, dude. Serious. Yeah, his face took a pound. Oh, a couple yeah. times. But it was good, dude. It was a, it was a great match. Um, overall, I'd probably give this around a C, C. I would give it a C plus, pushing toward a B minus. I'm going to give it a B minus just because uh, the cruiserweight match was great. Uh, these last two matches were really, really good. It ended very strong, and that's something that the WWE has has been failing to do so yeah. with the ending of their shows. I they mean, always kind of end flat at the very least. Yeah. Uh, so they did a much better job with that. Uh, the the women's matches were all good. I mean, even the I thought the women's uh, Survivor Series match was booked way better than the men's. I agree. Uh, so I'm going to give it a B minus. I thought overall it was good. Not as I would give NXT TakeOver an A easily. I'm saying it's so, A plus for sure. Yeah. So it's not even close to that one. But uh, there's some good stuff. There are some matches I think if you're a wrestling fan, you should you should go see. For sure, dude. For sure. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else you got to say? 
No, man, I'm all talked out over here. Uh, I'll tell you what, if you are in the Western New York area this Saturday, the 24th, uh, Empire State Wrestling is holding an event. ESW is holding an event. Check out their website, get tickets. They're still available. First and second rollers are throat is sold out, uh, but they still have some general admission available. So go check them out. We're going to it to represent the network to get in on some local wrestling. So if you uh, if you listen to the show and you come out there and you see us in our BICVP shirts, come by and say hi. And that's all for me, dude. Well, uh, you want to count us out then? I think it's time to count us out. Well, we're done, man. Count us out. One, two, three.